Welcome back to the TT Podcast. We are here with Mike Booth. If you've not heard or seen the first part, make sure you head back now and listen to it. Boothy, we ended... Well, we kind of ended just talking about journalism and we're going to fast forward into your TT career now because okay. I think there's there's a lot to talk about in that. Start of the TT in 2016. Yeah. What possessed you to get go to the TT? A few things. It was... So, uh, up, until, up until the time... Uh, race at the TT I'd been doing I was in stock stock thousand in BSB mm-hmm. and I I wanted to I, I felt like I was ready for something di- I didn't want to stop racing bikes I felt like I was maybe ready to try something different and I, I was in I was te- I was in uh, Cartagena actually doing you know the, the pre-season test that a lot of the BSB lads yeah. do so I was in Cartagena and I was sharing a garage with Keith Amore and I got chatting to him and he um he just we just spoke about the TT the whole time and it kind of he didn't tell me to go and do it but it it sparked something in me that I thought actually do you know what I like the sound of that I really like the sound of that so um I kind of started making inquiries about going to do it and um yeah it, it kind of I spoke to a few people and and ended up ended up finding someone who was happy to to go and take me over there for the first year and uh so we had a bmw and a cbr 600 it was all a bit like ended up being a bit last minute to be honest with you and it probably wasn't as good as it ought to have been um with the bikes but we got there we got there and we had two bikes that didn't that that you know lasted for two weeks and my first year was really nice weather just like last year Mm -hmm. so i got loads of laps in practice week uh so by the time we went to race i I felt like I knew my way around and I'd done all the homework as well. I'd spent probably six, seven times. I'd go over a weekend at a time and just do laps in a car, you know, with Milky and Johnny and stuff. And um, So I felt like I knew my way around. I'd watched a million on boards. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it went really well. I was actually fastest newcomer in the first year, which was which was quite cool. So I got to hold a big trophy up and nice. everyone thought I was really fast for 15 <laughs> minutes, which was good. <laughs> So from that was it was it from the moment that Keith kind of planted that seed that you started watching on boards and that you started thinking right if I'm going to do it I need to learn it yeah to to be honest I actually fancied doing it when I was about twenty because I because I'd been over uh, for just like a just a lad's holiday mm-hmm. with some mates had a had a a, a week long piss up watching the bikes and thought this is fucking amazing like yeah got to do that but at the time I was crashing an awful lot like right. loads. And, um, yeah, I spoke to my dad. Like, my dad's been, like, always been, like, a big part of my racing. He's always come along with me and stuff. And, and well, not just come along with me. He's been, like, my crew chief, mechanic, you know, truck driver. So spoke to my dad about it, and he said, look, you, 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 I'm not going to stop you going to the TT. Like, you're a big boy now. You can do it if you want. But, like, I, I'm not being part of it because he, he knew that I wasn't ready. Um, and I think he knew that, if he wasn't up for it, I wouldn't be up for it. Mm. Um, so he kind of, he, he dissuaded me from doing it when I was about 20. But when I was a bit older, I'd calmed down a lot and I was, a, I wasn't any faster, but I was a better rider. I would, I could ride without crashing. So yeah, when I was a bit older and he, yeah, I, I persuaded my dad that it might be a good idea. So do you think that's, sorry, Boo, do you think sorry. that's from the amount of riding that you started to do in because of the riding for fast bikes, riding various different bikes, Different no, styles, or I, was it just because you got older and you actually learned the craft? I think it was older. I just got older and less. Um, 
I don't want to say less less bothered, but a little bit less com- like a little bit less. I need to win every race. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, yeah. it was more. I, it, I think we talked about it before. Do you know when I when I stopped racing to be a world champion and started racing to enjoy it. Yeah, I stopped crashing because I was just a lot more chilled out about it. Also, yeah, um, yeah. It, after after that kind of watershed moment, if you like, everything just became a bit easier and stopped crashing. It wasn't going any slower. Um, so yeah, we went and went and did the TT, uh, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, and, and had a real good week. Finished, did did the five big races and finished all the races. So you know, it was it was awesome. And like, you were hooked from that yeah, moment. Hooked, that was yeah. it. Yeah. Although uh, it it all went to shit, to be honest. The second year, so so we'd had a real good first year, and, and I was supposed to race for the same team, but the 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 boss had some stuff going on at home, and um, kind of probably probably should have let me know a little bit sooner that it wasn't going to happen, because mm-hmm. um, I'd like I'd the, the fortnight booked off work, my truck was booked on the ferry, I was all for it, like I had a set of leather, a new set of leathers made, you know, I was yeah. racing the TT, um. But then I think it was like ten days before the cool. start of the event. What? It, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the bike's not ready. And, so, and and up to that point, he'd been saying the bike was going to be yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. We knew that we knew it was when it needed some work. Yeah. Um. So I was kind of, you know, pestering a little bit, but but he said it. He said we'll be all right. Um. And we weren't, which was a real kick in the tits because I felt like the, after the first year, we could have had a real good run. So the year after that, 2018, me and my dad decided, right, we'll just do it ourselves. We had an old ZX10 that I'd raced in in British a few years before. Yeah. It wasn't a real fast bike. It was an old 2020 one, so uh, uh, 2012 one, sorry. So it was it was an old bike, but better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we borrowed my mate's Triumph um and just did it ourselves so me and a few mate me to and my race, dad and to a few race mates, to race super sport yeah. yeah so we did super sport and then the three big bike classes um on, on my on my old zx10 and it was meant it wasn't re it wasn't fast enough to be mega competitive but it meant i got the laps and i got went quicker each time i rode mm-hmm. it and it just yeah it was it was meant and it, it kind of showed that we we could do it ourselves you know we didn't need the first year was good because we had a team of people or a couple of people anyway that had been there before and done it so they knew how it worked and yeah the tt is a little bit different to like a club like a club race at home or bsb or anything it's you know there's there's stuff that if you don't know you, do you know what i mean it's it, it's just a it's a weird place to go so but once we've done it we knew how it worked so yeah 2017 we missed 2018 we went on my old zx10 and did all right um i think i was 19th in the you, I think race. you had the best weather then because 16 was good, 18 was mint. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, weeks. 18 was a really good one. Yeah, um, and then 19 we went back, so we bought a new, or well, not a brand new bike, a newer bike for, for oh, big bike, I should say, newer yeah. ZX10. Thought it's ready, it's, it's I've done it a couple of times and I thought I'm, I'm comfortable with it now and not, not, not ready to start really pushing, but I just thought I can. I can do this now. Like I'm like we'll we'll get a we'll get a nicer bike. So we went on a um that was a twenty seventeen ZX ten. Um and yeah, I had another mint year on that. I think I think we had shit weather that year as well. Nineteen. Yeah. So we missed a few sessions. Um but still the 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 
I think I ran out of fuel on one of the bikes, which was a bit of a pisser, but on the little bike. But yeah, on the uh, on the ZX10, um, again, faster each time I rode it. And I think I was 14th in the senior that year. So I was like made up with that. Like, mm -hmm. I, was, I thought that's a mint result. We can go next year and, you know, build on that. And maybe maybe if I get in the top 10, I'll, I'll get the opportunities to ride a, a faster bike. Yeah. But then obviously 2020 didn't happen. 2021 didn't happen. Um, so we kind of like, yeah, it was, I felt like by the time we got back in 2022 last year, although I'd been racing at the TT since 2016, I don't actually done it through. I should have done it five times, Yeah, but I don't yeah, yeah. done it. So this should have been my sixth TT and like, we're up, like I'm, you know, ready to start having a, a decent result, but I'd only done it three times. So, um, which, you know, I, three three really good TTs and I'd, I'd kind of built my pace each time and was ready to go a bit faster but I wasn't um, I didn't feel like I was where I should be had we have had I mean it, the oh, 17 people raced but 20 and 22 sorry 20 and 21 were write-offs for everyone wasn't it so it's not yeah. like anyone's getting in front of me but um, but you're right, you're getting older as well so I fit you know so with your with your TT career obviously you'd, you'd lost your let's call it a competitive edge when you decided you were going to start enjoying your racing. Mm. Once you started to go back to the TT and learn something new, did at any point that competitive edge come and go, right, right, I want to, I want to push for top 10. I want, this is something I could, I could do. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. It, not as much as it I, I'd had when I was in my teenage years, you know, when I wanted to win everything. You were m more mature with it. I was more mature and I, and, and I was more realistic with my goals. I think, um, you know, the, the, I think the first year I was top 30, second year I was top 20, third year I was top 15. So like my goal would have been top 10. But then in all fairness, TT is a funny thing, isn't it? Like you, you, the, the, the results don't always kind of match your performance. Like if I'd have gone, if I'd have gone two second up to uh, two mile an hour faster, but only finished, 18th I would have been happy with that yeah you know because if I if I've if I'd have done but I, I was more interested in my own performance and 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 riding better than than where I finished because that it's you know it depends what how, how everyone else does doesn't it you know if you have a load of people crash then you have a better result if, if you don't then you know, so it's, it's more your own. It's more your own level and lap yeah. time rather than yeah. the end race exactly, result. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. almost irrelevant to a degree. The the race result. Yeah. If it, you're getting faster. And yeah. You're... It sort of is. Yeah. Apart from everyone else is interested where you finish. Do you know? At the TT, people who are involved in it are, are interested in maybe how fast you've gone as well as where you finish. But anyone outside the TT circle or bike racing circle, they're not interested in how fast you went or how you felt on the bike or, or whether, you know, whether you had a more consistent pace or whether the bikes, you know, were performing well or any of that bollocks. They want to know where you finished, mm. do you know? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and did you win? Did you win, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you go, no, I finished 12. Yeah. Doesn't sound that good, but, no. but like you say, yeah. you went two mile an hour quicker in your lap. and Yeah, yeah, the, all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I think at the TT, it's, you know, I consider a 14th place finish in the senior a really good result. I was really happy with that. Mm. When you go home and tell people that, they don't realise that actually there might be, do you know, the, oh, now I think it's only 60 people can start a big bike race. But before it was like 80 people could start yeah. a big bike race or mm -hmm. whatever the number was. You know, to finish 14th out of all them 
you know. Oh yeah. That that's that's what maybe people don't realise. So um as well as the fact that, you know, just to I mean, I guess a lot of people will say that one of the hardest things about TT, TT racing is getting there in the first place, you know. So just just to get there and set off down Glen Crutchy Road on a on a on a whether it's your own bike or someone else's bike, yeah. that's um that's almost as much of a buzz as as finishing a race. Mm-hmm. Um and, and all that stuff is you know we all like to tell people at home that we've done well and we've finished in the top 10 or finished 14th, but that's great. You get a bit of a buzz from telling people about a good result, don't you? But nowhere near as much of a buzz as actually riding the bike, I don't think. But maybe that's because I've never won one. You know, Maybe winning one's the best thing in the world. But And telling people you've won one. Is there anything else that floats your boat apart from motorbikes? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like... Um, I like... I like. I did a bit of skydiving a few years ago. Oof. Um because I just well, feel... Is that a high side or... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> both. Both, yeah. I know you said you're a big crasher. <laughs> I did about... I did a bit of... I did a bit of skydiving. Um, I'm, I'm... I like aeroplanes. I like That's aeroplanes. That's the point I was getting at a little bit. So yeah. What's the big interest in Spitfires? Um, it, do you know what? It's the, the... I like history. I like anything to do with the Second World War. I love aeroplanes. Um, or anything to do with aviation. Um... And do, you, do you fly? I'm learning to fly, yeah. What? Just a little um, C-42 microlight. Um, Flex? No, no, fixed wing. Where are you learning that of? Uh, uh, Straven. Straven Airfield, just near uh, Kilmarnock. Do you know it? No. I know I know where it is. Roughly, yeah, just south of Glasgow. I've yeah. never been in it, no. Yeah. Have you been up in a Spitfire? No, I haven't. I'd absolutely love to. My, my, my great-granddad used to fly Spitfires in the Second World War. Um, oh. I never never got to speak to him about it because he 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 died in a Spitfire crash, literally like days after the war finished, okay. um, which was a, a bit of a bit of a bummer. But um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't actually I didn't actually know that until I was a little bit older, and I was already I already had like a, a bit of a bit of a love of aeroplanes and stuff. Mm. So to find that to find that out that was quite cool. What's but, so good about flying? I don't know. I, I, it's Part of it's from getting from A to B way faster than anyone else. I love like just being able to look down, look down on people sunbathe in the backyard. <laughs> I don't know what's I just Voyeurism. I just love it. I, I remember when I was a kid, I always wanted to be a pilot, like a, a young kid. And my mum said to me, um, she was obviously trying to sort of make me work hard at school. And she said, if you want to be a pilot, you've got to like do all your homework and you know work really hard. I remember thinking, nah, fuck it then. <laughs> Plan B. Yeah. I'll yeah. get a motorbike, so yeah. Right. yeah. I'll, go um, out, I'll go out and steal a PW50 instead. Yeah. <laughs> so, go, go on, Steve. What what do you most enjoy about flying? No, well, that's the reason why I asked. Because, I mean, I've got a PPL. Right. Um, and What's a PPL? Private pilots. Pilots, license, yeah. Oh, right, sorry. Um, just single engine. Yeah. You know, the same sort of thing, really. Um, but actually, when you get up there, it's not that exciting, is it? You know, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, but there's still something about it. You're flat out because yeah, you're visually well yeah. talking, um, array, talking to radar. Yeah. And stuff, blah, blah, blah. So, so I'm just doing L- end PPL, which is like a cheap version of the PPL because I can't afford a PPL and I can't afford to fly big planes. Um, so I just like little micro lights. But I, I, I just, I don't. It's everything about it. I like taking off. I like, I like flying over my house. I like going to like the views you can get from. 3,000 feet uh, mm. like nothing else aren't they and they're not like uh, you know when you're in a 
when you're in an airliner at 30 odd thousand feet, it, everything just looks flat, doesn't it? But when you're at 3,000 feet, you're in amongst it. It's amazing. Have you managed to blag yourself in anything else apart from what you're learning in to obviously an airliner? Yeah, no, not not yet, no. No, mm. no. Just like a little baby C-42. Which I love, to be honest, because I feel like it, the, the bigger you go, almost the less involved, I guess. It be, flying an airliner, I guess, must be, for the most part, must be a bit boring, do you know? Oh, just... I couldn't answer that. No. You, just, you sat there. <laughs> I've been up in a Jaguar. Button. I've been up, you? up in a Hawk. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, and I've flown both. Not. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just had you know, a bit took, of it. took the controls. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, unreal. Yeah, amazing. But my, I'd just love to go up in the Spitfire. Yeah, so would I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I mean, the, the, the guys that sponsored me at the TT from uh, flyspitfire.com down in Biggin Hill, they... they They've got, I think, three two-seat Spitfires, two or three two-seat Spitfires, and the dream would be to to get in one of them for a ride. But they, I mean, it, it's expensive to run them aeroplanes, isn't it? So they're, two they're, grand to go in it. Something like that, two yeah. Grand I think for it's twenty yeah, minutes, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bloody hell, is it? Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't got that sort of cash, but but just <clears throat> it, the the just the sitting ones, like cool. You know, they've, I've I've been up and I've sat in a. Hurricane and a Spitfire, and just just been in that in that kind of cockpit. It's um, yeah, it's awesome. I suppose it. it's like bike fans, isn't it? Really, you, you can ask someone why they love bike racing. All you're doing is going around in circles, yeah. but there's just it, there's just the, something the, about it. There must there? be something about big circle though, TT, isn't it? Big, very big. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah very big. <laughs> I want to I want to fly over and do a lap of the TT from there because yeah. I bet that looks quite cool. But yeah. I mean, there must be something about aeroplanes and motorcycles because there seems to be a a lot of motorcycle racers that are interested in general aviation, mm. flying right, airplanes, yeah. there's yeah. A, a more than more than what is kind of, you know, the, the, the percentage maybe of, maybe it's the speed, yeah, the danger know. of it. It doesn't feel fast. I think it's probably the, the, that's po yeah. possibly why is the adrenaline and the, and the yeah. danger side, you know, of what could possibly go wrong. I suppose, but it's just yeah. Yeah, and a little bit, I suppose, of the unknown because you're always testing your own ability mm. to a certain degree. Mm. I mean, yeah. that's that segues us nicely, Steve, into um, we can't not talk about it. TT twenty twenty two. Ah, yeah. When I got, when I the the when I was testing my ability and got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your uh, your ego was writing checks. Your, yeah, your talent couldn't. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but prior to all that, though. You'd you'd been going well, but you were really really ill as well, weren't you? It was all right, yeah. I had I had uh, laryngitis or something mm. like that. My throat was like all swollen up, like outside of this big or ugly double chin. Um, to be honest, I didn't feel horrendous. I think the adrenaline of it all was kind of pulling me through. Yeah. Um, I probably should have felt iller than I was because I, I mean, everyone said I looked pretty bad. Um, but other than that, everything was going all right. You know, yeah. practice week was going well. Um, we had a couple of little daft problems with both of the bikes that were kind of fairly, you know, normal daft problem, like the belly pan scraping. So we had a bit of fiberglass and a the, the couple of um, the, it was actually a, a, a light, the cable to the back light kept burning out. The on the, rain on light. The, the rain light yeah. on the Triumph kept burning <laughs> out. So just daft stuff like that. Mm. So it was kind of really busy sorting out little problems and riding the bikes and, but it was going well. I was going quicker each time. And then, yeah, last night of practice, it was, I'd done, I'd done a, two laps on the 600, I think. 
And I came in and I was going to do one. I thought, shall I take the big bike out or shall I take 600 out? And I thought, do you know what? Because I'm, I'm not feeling tip top, I'm going to leave the big bike parked up because I've got a race on that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I left the big bike, went and did one more lap on the six. Well, three quarters of a lap on the 600. <laughs> got to Joey's, um, 20, 27th milestone. So just after the gooseneck, beginning in the mountain section. And I've lost the front. Oh, sorry. Smashed the microphone. Lost the front and... Um, I didn't. I didn't actually know what had happened until well last year because I, sorry, the TT this year because mm. I spoke to one of the marshals. So what's actually happened is one of the marshals that one of the marshals that was there and helped. Pick, yeah, he was there, helped yeah. pick me up. He saw what happened. So I said I've lost the front going in, and then I think the bikes gone into the air fence, pushed the air fence out the way, and then I've gone into the fence that you know the Ooh, stone wall yeah. that the air fence was protecting. So. Um, I've gone in like legs first. That the air fence was protecting the <laughs> nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> protecting the stone wall. The wall. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I've gone into the stone wall because uh, the air fence is gone or the rector cell's gone. Uh, feet first. And I broke tib and fib both sides, both femurs. And my femurs, well, I saw the x rays, my femurs were in like like four or five pieces smashed smashed the foot yeah this one was like you know what is it a compound fracture when it's out when it yeah. comes out yeah so that one's come out scraped along the floor it had like a, on the x-ray it's got like an edge you know like if you scrape a scrape something on the floor and it like has that flat edge to yeah. it yeah yeah so uh yeah i think this i did this was your right leg this was my right leg yeah but left yeah. leg was I'm gonna yeah yeah so yeah right leg was sticking out left leg was in a lot of pieces as well but it's still inside the bag yeah um, couple of ribs couple of vertebra I think I punctured a lung or punctured the the not the actual lung you know when you kind of do the bag that the lungs yeah. in and they say you've got a punctured lung and everyone worries but it's actually fine um, and and bang me a bit of my tongue like that so I was going in like that bit of my tongue so my tongue was like black and swollen up. Um, so uh, other than that, I was all right. <laughs> Tip top, ready to yeah, go again the, yeah, the following day. Yeah. But um, you don't remember any of, of of the crash? No, I can. There's bits that come back. Like I can't remember the crash, but I can remember being put on a helicopter, and I can remember the helicopter lifting off, and then it goes blank. And then I can remember being in like a room at hospital. I think I'm guessing at Nobles, where there was like putting cannulas and tubes and catheters, and there was blood everywhere, and there was like. You know, and there's hundreds of doctors and nurses running around like a scene of casualty. And then my girlfriend and my dad came in just to say hello. Um, and then they put me on a on a little uh, little beechcraft. Yeah. Um, and flew me over to Aintree Hospital. They must have flown me to John Lennon Airport and then ambulanced me to Aintree Hospital. So I was in Aintree Hospital for six weeks, something like that. Um, but they didn't take my leg off straight away, so... Uh, How, when did you, when, when were you compass mentis of what had happened? Um, during that bit in the in Nobles when they kind of woke me up or I woke up yeah. and my, my dad and my girlfriend came in and I knew I knew what happened. I knew that my legs were smashed up. I knew that I'd crashed. Um, did you realise how bad your legs were at that point? Um, not really. No, no, I don't think so. I mean. You never really worry about it, do you? No. 
you know, like, yeah. like thinking back when I've had other crashes. You're always, you know, this is like, my opinion, but you're always of the mentality is you're going to get better as fast as you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it, an injury. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah. yeah. So I didn't I didn't really think about, oh, I've just had another crash, another crash, broken my legs again. Um, so it was off to hospital and, um, yeah, I was kind of, I think I was just in and out of consciousness for the, because it, 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 it bloody hurt a lot. And I remember... There were, it was kind of uh, the, the the amount of drugs they needed to stop it hurting was virtually sedating me. That you know, I was yeah. virtually virtually anaesthetizing me completely. Mm. So it was, um, I was kind of drifting in and out of either either bit really hurt or I was kind of unconscious, kind of that weird bit for a few days, and then I got compartment syndrome in my calf, in my right calf. They'd actually, I think they'd fixed it. So the the tib and fib. On the right hand side, they're fixed, and then like a day later, it started like swelling up and really, really hurting. So I'm making a big song and dance about how much it hurts, um, and eventually the, I go back into um, theatre and they have a look and try and sort it out. But what's happened is it's sw- like so when you get arm pump, you know, comp- mm-hmm. like compact compartments in the same sort of thing. So when people complain about arm pump, it's just the their arms pumping up and it restricts the blood flow to your hands. So you can't feel your hands, your hands hurt, your arms hurt. So the same thing was happening in my leg, but rather than just for like a 20 minute race or a 20 minute track day session, it was kind of like... All the time. Just the whole time. So what it's done is it's constricted all the blood flow to my foot and my foot just died. It just had no fresh blood for like however many hours, days, and it just died. So they said, look, we can either... They tried to fix it and tried to do a few bits. I was in and out of the operating theatre a couple of times with it, but they just kind of, it kind of got to a point where they said, look, you can, you're either going to have a foot that doesn't really work and it's going to be very difficult to walk on for a long time or we'll just have done and chop it off and you'll get a prosthetic and hopefully you'll be back on your feet within six months. So it was a bit of a no-brainer, really. Yeah. Um, so was that a decision that they asked you there and then while you were... You know, you were While fully I was conscious. Ha- and, well, I was, or... I was, I was conscious, but I was like off my tits. Right. So they don't ask your dad and say, "What, what, what he say?" I'm not sure if they asked anyone else. To be honest, right. Um, my girlfriend was there a lot, so they probably asked her. But she was like, it was pretty traumatic for her yeah, as well. Of course, so yeah. um, they normally, you normally sign off pre-op. Yeah, yeah. To fix it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter what you do. Get, yeah. That's what you. Get yeah, you get you get one of them yellow forms, don't yeah. you, with the like duplicate thing, and they, you kind of saying. Yes, I want you to fix it, and if that means, well, basically, it off, but basically, the circumstance. yeah. If that means I die, then I've signed it away. So, yeah. kind of, you, um, yeah, it's one of them a little bit. So, if you if they need to take it off, but no, I did. It was a it was a decision that they put in front of me and said, Fair play. "Do you want to? What do you want to do?" Um, it was funny. There was a couple of doctors. There was one doctor particularly who, right from the start, was quite honest with me and said, "Look, it needs to come off." And there was a couple more that tried a couple of times to do what they could so yeah. it didn't come off. So it was, uh, whilst I knew that it was probably going to end up coming off, at least they tried, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. whether they did the, you know, I don't know whether, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, you know, I don't know if they could have done no. anything else. The problem was, because <clears throat> I had, it wasn't just that injury that they was concerned about. The Both femurs were smashed to bits as well. That, that, Tim and Fib were broken, so it wasn't a, just a case of worrying about that. Every yeah. time I was in theatre, there was like, right, 
we need to fix this, we need to fix that, and then if we've got time, we'll have a look at that. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was it was a bit of one of them. I, I mean, I think if, if I'd have gone in just with the injuries to that leg, the chances of me still having it, I think may may be great you don't know i no. mean yeah so um but yeah the 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 end result is i crashed a bike and i've come out of hospital with um one leg less <laughs> but you know on the, on the positives it's below my knees so i've still got my own knee which makes say, a, oh. it's a massive difference mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so really i've just lost a foot yeah um and you know what was it like first time you got up on that um not very nice. They they um they give you uh they give you a before they give you like a proper prosthetic leg. They 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 have this thing where it's like a big inflatable sock with a steel with a it's like a steel leg that goes around it. And um, at this point, I'm still in hospital, so yeah, like yeah. the 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 scarring hasn't really or the 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 wound hasn't really finished healing. My thighs, are, my my upper legs are still in a bit of pain so they kind of and plus because I've been like horizontal for mm. five weeks or whatever you can only stand up for so long at a time you're before you, yep. you're weak mm. and you, 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 the blood you can heart can't pump blood to your head so um, yeah it wasn't very nice and I remember think, remember at first in hospital when they talked about taking it off I remember thinking you know that you see all these people in the Paralympic Games and the Invictus Games and all the things they can do with one leg like do you know I, I ought not to be able to use it as an excuse. And then the first time I got up on it, I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't think I'm going to be able to do all that because like, this is this hurts. This is no fun at all. And yeah. you, it's hard to balance. And But it just comes with time. Like now, I'm, now I feel like I'm in a position where when I've got the leg on and it fits, which isn't all the time because we're still... The, we're still working on getting something that fits and the, my, my, my existing leg is still still changing shape because the muscles are I'm using the muscles in a different way right, and it's yeah. the swelling's going down and um so so the like I, I was just in yesterday to get so my the leg development recast. of the prosthetic is ongoing yeah yeah still yeah yeah, yeah so um so it, I can't wear it all the time because sometimes it just hurts but when I am wearing it I almost feel back to normal now and if I've got trousers on sometimes I even forget it's there yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's just become just just the norm. The norm now, yeah. yeah. And and in a way, like it it's a bit of a pain in the ass getting up in the morning and putting my leg on, but then so is so is you know, some people have to put a hearing aid on in the morning, some people have to put the glasses on, some you know it's just another thing that Chris has to put his makeup on. I have to do my hair. He has to do so his no hair. Me to do yeah. his hair every to, morning. Yeah. He has to colour his chin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know we joke, um, but there must have been some there must have been some shit days on the road to recovery. Yeah, yeah, there was, and you know, every now and then there still is because I, I can't do the things yet that yeah. that I want to do. I, I can do some things, but there's still a lot of stuff that I can't do, and still a lot of stuff that I try to do, and it just hurts too much. Yeah. So, um, but them days are becoming fewer and further between. Um, are and they? Are they? Sorry, mate. I'm but that's alright. Are they? Is it real pain or phantom pain? I don't mean but, that to yeah, no, stupid because but, there's obviously a lot of nerve damage. In yeah, that. yeah, both. So I get I get pain, you know, yeah, I, I broke both legs and yeah. both legs are still healing. Um, so there's 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 pain in both legs and a lack of movement in but my it's only it's only the last probably three months that I've been able to bend my 
left leg past kind of 90 degrees. So, you know, it's just discomfort and, and immobility. Um, but yeah, in answer to your question, there is a lot of phantom pain. Weirdly, if I've got my shorts on and I can see the fact that I'm wearing a prosthetic, I don't, the, the phantom pains are, uh, the, I still get them, but they don't feel quite as pinpoint. It's difficult to explain. When, when I'm wearing trousers, I get these phantom pains, and they're in, they're in my, I can feel exactly like it's be on the side of my big toe, or it'll be on the back of my heel. Like, I can feel exactly where it is. When I've got my trousers on, sorry, when I've got my trousers on, and, and it looks like I've got a foot, I can feel exactly where they are. When I'm wearing, when I'm wearing my shorts, the, the, the pain almost migrates to the, because I can see I haven't got a foot, mm. so my head's kind of almost, because my, my eyes know my head doesn't have a foot to hurt, the pain kind of migrates further up the leg into kind of where my stump is. But when I've got trousers on, it looks like I've got two legs and two feet. Yeah. So the pain's in my foot. It's a real weird, it's a real it's, weird it thing. Must be a weird that sensation. Is, yeah. That, yeah. yeah. But it's all like in psychosomatic and in your head and all them long words in it. Yeah. That I don't really understand. So after all of that, Sorry, Chris, I'm butting in. After all of that, you know, and the road to recovery, um, highs and lows, good days, bad days. Yeah. You're obviously a strong-willed person, strong-minded. Yeah, maybe, yeah. You know, probably better off asking your missus that. <laughs> um, Snetterton. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know go. My, not mine, our uh, BMW One Make series at British yeah. Superbike series, you know, I've got, 50 people on the books racing each other. He decided, you know, 44 teeth have got a bike there. Yeah. Al, Al your, your big buddy Fagan's been been riding there all year and decided to have a go. Yeah. How, how was that? And and how did you manage to kind of be brave enough to jump back on and uh, have a dig? Uh, to be honest, I don't think it was a question of being brave enough. It's like, it, it's something, racing bikes is something that I've always done. And, do you know, before I, before I raced the bike, before I raced at the TT, I knew this could have happened or worse. Do you know, so it's not, this hasn't come as a surprise. But all right, that's the wrong way to put it. Like, I knew, you always know there's a possibility that this can happen. So I don't feel like it's any different, really. Like, racing the bike now, I'm no braver than I was before. Do you know, it's just it's just the same and... I've had injuries before that I've that I've recovered from, and this is just another set of injuries that I'll recover from. Recovery is going to be different this time because I'm missing a bit of my leg, but I think you can still recover and still get to a point where life's where you want it to be. And I don't know, yeah. It, when when Fagan said they were going to get hold of one of them BMWs and do some racing on it and do a fancy doing a few rounds, it wasn't... Um, I mean, I did have to pass it with the missus first. Um, I'm not sure she's entirely um, on board with it even now, but um, it's. If I've always, I've, if I've always been the set apart from at two o'clock in the morning at Le Mans, if there's a bike there and there's an opportunity for me to race it, I want to do it. And, and that, you know, that's probably what got me in this mess in the first place. At the TT, I probably shouldn't have done that extra lap because. I maybe shouldn't have even been on the bike in the first place because I wasn't feeling tip top, but I just can't say it, like I love it. I just yeah. love doing it, and I want and I want to race bikes, and and I've been lucky enough to have an opportunity to race some amazing bikes, um, and you know like that BMW. They, well, I'm, in fact, I'm on the way to Thruxton 
at the minute I'm going to Hull to pick the truck up and then straight to Thruxton in the morning. So, um, but I can't, I can't wait, you know, it's, it's like, what's, yeah, what's not to love. And to be honest, it, it's different now that I've, now that I've got this leg because we'll have to ride the bike in a slightly different way, but it's still the same, still the same buzz. You still, you know, ride it. Anyone who's, anyone who's raced a bike or even done a track day will know, like, there's nothing like it, is there? You know, just, Bikes, bikes these days are designed to go fast, and you can't do that on the road. But you can on a track; it's great. Just before we go, um, Steve's got his quick fire questions. We're going to get into them real quick. But TT twenty twenty three, like how it was amazing to be a part of it with you to film the YouTube that we did. People absolutely loved it. I loved it. But the reception you got when you came back, the fact that it had only been a year since you lost your legs, since you had that crash, and you come back. And it's as it's if like nothing had happened. Like it was amazing to see. Yeah, and do you know what? Since since this crash happened, I've had the support I've had from close family, um, my, my girlfriend at home, and 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 mates. But not just not just that support. It's been like hundreds of people that I've never even met. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, um, because I think the 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 stuff I've done on Forty Four Teeth, uh, we've we've got like a you know, 44 teeth over the past few years, or since it started really, it's just been growing and growing and growing. And since, you know, since I started at 44 teeth, I feel like, you know, there's, there's, there's a community of, of <clears throat> the community of motorcyclists, community of mates. I feel like I've just got like hundreds of mates that I've mm -hmm. never met and, and they've all got behind me and I've had like hundreds of messages, thousands of messages, you know, across, across like all the uh, social media stuff. And um, just everyone, everyone wants me to get better. And I feel like, you know, when when you have a a difficult day, like like you do when you're recovering from from injury, there's the the fact that I feel like there's so many people behind me. Yeah, it's it's that's what's got me through the the hard times. Um, because it's difficult to it's it's difficult to um kind of I feel like it's I feel like it's difficult to fail when when there's so when there's so many people helping me. Yeah. Like it, like there's always. I've always got this like net of support behind me. So what, whatever what, I've always, you know, whatever I do, I'm going to be all right. And that's, I think. Same one, with positivity. Yeah. 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 All that positivity in it. Like it just drives you forward. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've, you know, I've got myself to a reasonable le level of fitness now um, because, because I've had so much support. But I think you've had that support because of the attitude you've taken towards it. Cause it could, you could have gone, do you know what? Oh shit. I've lost a leg. That's it. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with everything, yeah. but you just went. You know what? That's that, and this is what I can do now from it. You yeah. got back on a bike, you raced. You, 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 you were great on the radio. You were all right on the YouTube's, <laughs> and now you've got a new career out of it. Hopefully, with well, the TT. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, like, I want to. I just want to live my life. As, yeah. You know, like I, I don't want this to stop me doing anything at the minute. Like I say, it's. It, I'm not. At, I'm not in a position where I can do all the things I want to do yet. But I feel like I'm getting towards that and the the you know someone someone said to me someone asked me once you know what what what's the your motivation for kind of putting the effort because it's not easy you know like mm -hmm. i've still got physio and trying to trying to just trying to get fit again and, and stretching and exercise what what gives you the motivation to do that and i said well the motivation to do that is the the reward of doing the things that you want to do yeah you know i want to i want to race bikes again i want to go to the TT again. I'm, I'm not going to race at the TT again, but I want to go there and be part of it, and I want to, I want to fly airplanes, and I want to 
walk and run and if I can do them things, that's 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 the reward and yeah. Hopefully, I'll get what's to a position. Your, what's your where biggest goal? My biggest goal. I don't know really. No. Um, get married. Say get married. Oh yeah, get married. Yeah, yeah. Have a long and happy marriage. Now we've already talked about highs and lows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they hadn't even started yet. You <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh dear. Right, Steve. Quick fires. Come mm-hmm. on, suck it to him. Right, you know the score. Answer it, one or the other. Beer, okay. or, beer or wine? Wine. Blonde or brunette? Brunette. Spitfires or hurricanes? Spitfire. Pineapple or never pineapple on pizza? Never pineapple on pizza, no, no. Ooh. Freak. Joey Dunlop or Michael Dunlop? Michael Dunlop. Ginger Hull to Ramsey or Ramsey to uh, Cronk Namona? Ramsey to Cronk. Yeah. Merlin or yeah. Rolls Royce? Uh, Merlin Rolls Royce Merlin (laughs) Romantic night with the missus or a night out with the lads Uh, It depends if she's going to watch this (laughs) Night out with the lads Good effort I'm loving it Right last one Uh, Pillion TT ride with Michael Dunlop or No or a ride in a Spitfire Spitfire yeah, 100%. Yeah, what would you ask, Steve? Spitfire. Probably Dunlop. Would you? Mm. Mm. I would not. I'd just pillion ride with anyone. No, no, I'd go, go with MD. I would. I'd trust him anyway. But I'd go with Michael. I would. And then I'd just buy a Spitfire one. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably got a Spitfire in your garage, you knowing you, mate. Boothy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Best of luck Thanks at for Thruxton. Me. Cheers, mate. Will we see you out at the, uh, at the TT next year? You will. Not riding. No, of but course. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to go and yeah. Can we tag team again? I think so. Yeah, yeah. If we, yeah, if well, if the if the bosses think we did a good enough job of it, don't be jealous, Steve. I still love you. Love affair, innit? Right, we'll we'll do the podcast, and me and Boovy will make the videos. He's got a face for podcast on it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, mate. Pleasure. Keep Cheers, up mate. Good Thank you very much. Steve, another episode in the can. And again, one of those episodes where we could have talked for, for a good hour more about everything that Boovie's been up to. But again, what an inspiration. What a boy. Massively. It wasn't, in all fairness, I wasn't really sure how that one was going to go. Yeah. But uh, he's interesting. He's an interesting character. So strong-willed. But just kind of takes it all in his stride. I mentioned like he must have had some dark days, but it was to, to kind of just say also at the same time how he has taken it you know, in his stride, like he's just got on with it, whereas most people wouldn't have. I think a lot of people would have struggled with the the adaptation of a new life without without a limb. No, exactly, and he's obviously uh, very determined. He's as you've heard, he's he's back doing a bit of racing. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he keep pushing and pushing from that side. It still yeah. floats his boat. Clearly, yeah, yeah. What a boy. Well, that's it for this episode of the TT Podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. Steve and I will be back next week where we'll be speaking to Davey Todd. Here's a little teaser right now. You get two types of people, I feel like. Some that have a lot of pressure and really go downhill with the pressure. And I feel like I've always done better. The more pressure there is, the better I ride. Like in practice sessions and you go testing, like I just really struggle to perform under practice conditions when there is nothing on the line yeah i'm like i I can't 
just ride around and go fast. I need something there. That next episode will be available next week on this podcast feed, or if you can't wait, it's available to watch right now over on TT Plus for free. Head to ttplus.iomttracers.com That's ttplus.iomttracers.com and sign up completely for free. Either way, we'll speak to you next time. Steve, always a pleasure, never a chore. Certainly is. See you, mate.